All righty, what's up, everyone? This is ooh, this is this is a little bit newer. I wanted so I am releasing this on my 29th birthday, and I think I no, I'm not. I think I think what a cool way of reflecting, or at least maybe even just like once a month, I think I can just start to share my thoughts and just see, like review about what's going on. Because I'm not gonna lie, like as I am turning 29, approaching 30. I I don't know about y'all. I feel like time is running so thin right now. <laughs> like, and, and I feel the pressure. Uh, I know, you know, you have all those different influencers talking about, you know, like Gary Vee saying like, oh, you're young as shit. I don't give a fuck what he says. Because I, I, cause, at the end of the day, like, it's scary. And I think this is like the first time I've always tried to model this feeling that I have, like time is running out even back when I was in like my early twenties, but, and knowing that this time would come, but now that I am 29 and then I, I can sort of see the, the, the lifestyle that I'm trying to live and be at before I have a family, it's like, things have just really started to kick in. And I, I, I mean, for better, for worse now, well, I guess more for better, um, as scary as it is, I've now been so focused on just like what I needed to, what I need to really get done. Uh, and it, it's helped me bring a lot of clarity despite all these different gray areas that I'm trying to work through, especially at 29, because I am so young and I'm still growing in a lot of different scenarios uh, in, in areas of my life. Uh, but what's really been in the back of my mind in this whole being 29 is so Nancy and I, my girlfriend, she, well, in May, <laughs> I think I, she's still my girlfriend and she's still going to be my girlfriend in May, but in May is going to be our, our four year anniversary. And no, there's not going to be any big news that I'm going to be announcing, but, but I, we already know that we're the ones for each other. Right. Um, and we want to start having kids at somewhat of a young age, right? Like 31 and 32. And so that knowing, knowing that that is three years from now. And that scares the absolute shit out of me because in my mind, I've always wanted to be able to take that risk and be prepared for that time comes. And now getting to that point of when the time is coming and seeing that, that line, oof, there's a fire under my ass because I'm still trying to figure, figure my shit out. Um, you know, I, I mean, as, I mean, if you've heard me on, on other of my content pieces, like I've definitely took a lot of risks just to be able to you know, get into the position that I am today. And that was away from engineering, just trying to capitalize and see if I can just like go for broke by the time I hit 30. Um, and, you know, I, I've I've learned a, a lot along the way, and, and not to say that I'm not going to be taking any risks moving forward, um, but it's yeah, it's scary. So like, if if anybody else is 29 or 30, you, you know what? And and also this is this is something too. For the people that are getting married and having kids, I am so fascinated by that, and 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 it's because. Like, it seems like y'all just have it ready. Like y'all have it 
settled. And like, for me, like, I feel like I'm still such a kid and trying to figure things out. It, it you know, it blows my mind. Like a, a lot of, so at my current company, a lot of our coworkers are, are based over in South Carolina and things move very fast in South Carolina. And they're already asking me like, Oh, how do you have, like, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to get married? Because they're my age and they also have kids and they're, they're also married and they're like building this foundation. And I mean, granted, like there's several different circumstances that come into play, especially, you know, being in California, it's a, a lot more expensive than living in South Carolina. Uh, so cost of living is there and, and, and now I'm just getting like sidetracked because of living, cost, cost of living is, is, is expensive. And so it's, it's like, dang, I got to figure this out and how to make this work. Um, and, then, and then also too, I think this has been, uh, ooh, wow, this is, so this type of content, I, I really, I don't think I'm going to even edit this. I, I want this to just be a very raw format of what I'm thinking <laughs> and what I've what I've learned and some of the lessons that I've had and shoot that 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 should have been the, that should have been the intro right in the beginning as you can, as you can tell I I write a lot of this stuff before I even hit record and so this is just a, a rep getting here. Um, one of the other things that I found that was that was been or that's been interesting. No, fuck, I hate using that word interesting because interesting means good or bad. One of the other lessons that has humbled me, and, and maybe I can connect with, and it made me think about this when I recorded that podcast with Ian Jimeno, a really good friend of mine. Um, oh, I don't even want to talk about this, though. Scratch that. I, do you know what? I have a bunch of notes like right here that I wanted to just address. You know, what? I'm just going to go down the line. I'm not going to try and wing this anymore. Fuck this. All right. Going down the line. Um, pressure to figure everything out. I don't care what anybody else says, especially Gary Vee. Still scary. Everyone talks about it. You're being early in the process. I see people having kids and having homes. And I'm like, dang, I'm nowhere, nowhere near that. I got to figure my shit out. Uh, and it, it, it's coming, right? Uh, and... The other thing I'm thinking about is, oof. you know, that moment, if you've seen the last dance, there's this moment, I think it's like episode eight or nine. Oh my gosh. I sound like a fanboy here. In episode eight or nine, Michael Jordan is talking about how, you know, it's easy to talk shit when you are ahead and winning, but when you talk shit, when you're losing and down, that's when shit really matters. That's the moment I'm in. Uh, I do feel down. Granted, I've accomplished some things. I haven't accomplished everything that I wanted, uh, but I do feel like I'm down. And I and this is the part where I guess it's leading into some of the other moments as well. Uh, I just want to give a, yeah, a huge shout out to my girlfriend, Nancy. And like she's been carrying me in a lot of different ways, like both emotionally, mentally, not, phys not physically. But the, even there was a point where she was also uh, not like fully carrying me financially, but she was definitely like a sugar mama and, and taking care of me in a lot of different ways. Like when I first met her, I was still doing construction. I was still being a bobarista. Uh, and I, um, you know, I was a recruiter and I definitely wasn't making anywhere near how much a nurse makes. Um, but in, in, as a man, it, it sort of feels emasculating, right? It, 
and, and not that it's bad that your significant other makes more than you, uh, but there, there is always the feeling that you want to be able to be the man and provide for your partner in, in several different ways. And I think that's where a lot of the pressure is coming into play is because, you know, I know I'm not where I know I haven't tapped into just the income potential that I want to be able to have, to be able to have that financial security and provide opportunities for our future kids. And, and, but I, I know the step or not, I know, but like, I'm going in the direction of the steps that I want to take to be able to provide and have that stability for our future. Um, but the, it definitely humbles you. And, you know, when, when it comes to relationships, like I, I've never had somebody that has uh, just truly been that unconditional love and support to uh, still push through. And even, even when I am having my off days, like she gives me tough love and, and she, she really pushes me to be the best person that I can be. And so I just want to give a huge shout out to, to Nancy on my 29th birthday. Uh, I wouldn't be here without you. And, uh, I'm grateful for you and I love you. Um, ah, geez. And yeah, these, these next three years are going to be a ride. It's like, I feel like we're on a Gantt chart here. If you, if you're unfamiliar with the Gantt chart, it's like you have your timeline and then you sort of work backwards on what needs to be done. So like, if we want to have kids by the 32, then we have to have marriage right before that. And then we have to, uh, I have to propose, which means that it's coming up and that also costs money and, and I can't have my sugar mama pay for her own ring. And so, yeah, there's, there's just a lot of pressure here. Um, and it, it's exciting though, cause I'm taking the accountability for that. Uh, some other things that I wanted to reflect on is I sticking to plans is like really hard. If you were to ask me when I graduated college, what I'd be doing and what I envision me doing, it's definitely not sitting in front of a camera talking about any of this stuff, or it, it never, I never expected to be doing real estate to this extent either. Um, and just learning all these different skills and meeting all these different people. Uh, and so I, for people that do have plans and just like course correct, I commend you for it. Cause the, the, the one thing that I do wish that I, that I did was stay a little bit more consistent in my path. Granted, I don't regret any of the things that I've done. I don't regret any of the decisions that I've made, but if I did just like stick with one path and actually like see it through, um, I, I'm curious, you know, you always have that curiosity of dang, I don't know where I would, I don't know where I would be. Uh, maybe like if I ended up just dollar cost averaging Tesla, I would be in a, in a great position, but then I didn't do that. Right. Uh, and so I, I think there is a lot of value. Well, there's a, there's a shit ton of value just being consistent. And I, I feel like I'm one of those people that just get really addicted to something hardcore. And then I don't know why I said hardcore. I just get, I just get really addicted to something. And then I, I burn out and then I stop and I don't have those systems in place. And so moving into 29, moving into, you know, 30, 31, 32 and, and onward, that is something that I really want to focus on is just trying to be as consistent as possible with whatever that is. And I think when it comes to consistency too, I was trying to be consistent at so many different things at so many different times. I think one of my toxic traits is that I have the ability to do absolutely everything at a very high level at any given time. And so when it comes to like, I don't know, like writing newsletters, uh, 
also producing high quality YouTube videos to also doing podcasts to also um, working out to making sure that I'm just writing in my journal. I, I, I guess this goes into to my my other my other point. I feel like I should have just made things simpler throughout my twenties or my early twenties. I I remember reading about just like trying to have like the perfect morning routine, and if I didn't have that perfect morning routine, it would just derail me and get me to thinking about something completely or and it would derail me, and then I feel like my entire day would be off because I didn't figure out my morning routine, and then. Um, I just didn't feel like I was winning and I just didn't feel like it was enough. And so I wish I, I wish I picked just a few things, whether that was just like working out, just having a glass of water and just staying consistent and building that habit over time. Cause I think I was like, I do really well. And then it would drop off. Like I tried journaling and I did this like 90 day journal um, and I even brought it down to like, it was like a five minute gratitude journal and I was like consistent with it. But looking back on it, I would beat myself up if I didn't do it, which then would, excuse me. I, I don't know even know if you guys heard that. No. Um, then I would just like get into this whole cycle of just like, Oh dang, can't even do this. Then can't even do that. And, and that, and that, that's a shitty feeling to feel. <laughs> This is a great this is a great episode for returning 29. Happy birthday to y'all to be able to listen to this random rants that goes in so many different directions. Um yeah, so journaling, it didn't really help me out that much. And then I also tried meditating as well. I one of the one of and this is also something that I learned that I equate to meditating and also shout out to headspace too is just the idea of noting whether it's a thought or a feeling and i would do that but i i've caught myself using it more as a tool instead of more of a more as a habit and like i mentioned just trying to stick with all these habits all the time and just try, trying to habit stack each other uh, and if it it just became exhausting um so I ended up just like meditating just when I needed to and using this, this method of noting has been one of the most helpful, beneficial things when I've gotten anxious or just feeling uncomfortable. Um, it's, it's an, it's an exercise where you have a thought or you're, you're sitting at peace with yourself and you're just trying to focus on your breath. And when you focus on your breath, there are different things that are going to come up and it's either going to be a thought or a feeling. And the exercises, if you just did it for maybe a minute or two minutes or three minutes, you would, if a thought came up, you would just identify that as a thought and then come back to your breath. If a feeling came up, you identified that as a feeling and came back to your breath and you didn't go deeper down into whatever that thought or feeling is. Uh, and something that was profound to me and what I learned through that whole exercise, and this is something that Headspace talked about, was when we get into our thoughts, we try to think our way out of our thoughts, which is like playing fire or throwing, trying to put out a fire with fire. It just doesn't help. All right. And so I hope this has helped you. That's something that I've learned. Um, and... Yeah, let's see. Let's take a look at my other notes. 
could have stayed consistent with construction. Theoretically, it could have stayed with recruiting. Theoretically, it could have stayed with recording the real estate podcast. Uh, and that could have gotten big. But, oh, I guess trusting my intuition, I should just trust myself a little bit more. Uh, I, they, I've always wanted that validation. And I think that's just me as a people pleaser of just trying to gain that validation and acceptance. But I've realized that uh, just a lot of the the best decisions that come that come my way is is the ones that just I ended up making myself. And I think that's just because I internally reflected on it and figured out that this was the best option for me. And that took time to get to this point. But I, I will say it definitely has helped in a lot of different ways. Yo, I am curious, though, just to see if I did maintain consistent through some of those things. One of the things that I do have is like one of my biggest regrets is with the old podcast. It did have some guests that recorded that we recorded and I never released their episodes. I didn't really market it. And I still feel bad to this day because it felt more like I didn't own up to my word, even though, I mean, they weren't getting paid for it and I didn't really have that much of an audience. I still feel bad. Um, and yeah, if I just, maybe if I just, now, now it's like built, I'm trying to build momentum again with the podcast and it's, it's not as easy. Like I was at that point where I was like able to get guests and I could have just continued to pivot and like implement my sister gain better systems, but I ended up just getting burnt out and quit. And so in a way I do wish I stuck consistent to it because now building momentum back up again is difficult. It, it's, it's challenging. Uh, the another thing that I wanted to share. Oh yeah. Okay. So when people are cold, cold calling, cold reaching out, they always say something along or, or like networking. They're like, Oh, like I've, I've talked about this multiple times. Like, how can I add value to you? And you know, people are like, uh, Hey, I want to show you this cool product that I made for you. Send me a DM. And I found that there's so many people out there that's doing that. It gets kind of annoying and it's a little oversaturated. Uh, one of the best ways that I was able to just get it, the attention of just some people that are just way above my network is just providing the value for them and then going for the ask. Um, like if, if people, if you put, and it's it's just the whole rule of reciprocation. Like if you put your thought and intent and in just doing something and wanting to get somebody's attention and and you put all that thought into getting their attention and and trying to, you know, create a product for them or work with them on a specific project, like you you the likelihood of you having a conversation is way higher than saying, Hey, I made you something. You want to see it? So Stop asking permission to add value and just do it. And then also just prove the concept uh, yourself if no one wants to give you the opportunity and just go for it. Uh, right now, I'm like in this phase of just wanting to be able to write and uh, it, because I think writing is just the foundation of just a lot of different aspects to produce like more podcasts, to produce uh, more YouTube videos, to write newsletters, to write LinkedIn posts. I, and I just have a shitty writer or I think I'm a shitty writer. I just never really was good at writing. I would, um, like even in high school, they would, when I was writing essays, I would just go on thesaurus.com to try and replace some of the words that I was having. 
um yeah and, and with yeah just with with doing that it's like no one's going to give me an opportunity to write unless i just write and then prove it myself so that's just really what i'm trying to go for and in the style of writing is copywriting i'm just trying to get very good at the storytelling side of sell sales both from a visual aspect and then also uh, an audio aspect and then also uh from uh, even a, a written aspect as you can tell this off the cuff thing somewhat difficult like it's it's a skill just to be able to speak on camera and just go go straight for it and look directly in there it's almost like dancing in front of a camera honestly i feel so much more comfortable dancing in front of a camera and just like freestyle on that instead of like actually speaking it because I'm, I'm noticing that I'm having a lot of filler words here, like ums and ahs and mms. Uh, anyways, moving forward. Oh, okay. Two other, <laughs> two other random things that uh, that's come to mind as I'm turning 29 is I have to stand up more. I don't know if anybody else has a desk job now. So, so Right out of college, when I got into my career, I went directly into construction. And so I was just getting up and uh, walking around a lot more. And I was just a lot more active. Uh, but since I started to get a desk job, I didn't realize how impactful ergonomics was and, and how impactful just having your chair is and where you're looking at your computer. Because I feel like I'm way too young to be having back problems. Like I shouldn't be having back problems. I shouldn't be having hip problems. I'm only 29. I'm not even 30. And this is crazy to me. So that I, I should, that I should just be stretching more. I, I know people have talked about like once your body turns 30, like everything starts to hurt. I don't know why that's true, but for some reason it feels so true. And so if I, if, if I had to go back, oh, and my knees hurt a lot more as well. Like my 11-itis, which is a stupid joke based off of tendonitis, meaning 11 is greater than 10. I've said that multiple times. It just hurts a lot more. Like, and, and I love playing basketball. I still love dancing. And now it's like I hear my knees just crack a lot more. And, and it, it, and it sucks. And I feel like my body is slowing down and it's like, I have to pivot and I have to just stretch more and be a lot more active. And I got this whole standing desk. I'm just trying to stand more. So, um, I, I don't even know if this is scientifically proven, but if, if there's any way like to, as a 20 year old or younger, I just advise you to stand up more and go on walks more because once it starts hurting, I feel like it's just harder to come back from that. <laughs> so yeah oh another great resource has just been following the knees over toes guy i feel like he just got super popular shout out to evan over in austin texas that told me about it uh i haven't been able to dunk yet still still looking to dunk but um yeah knees knees still hurt and I also have to lose some weight as well. I don't know what it is. Oh, I mean, I do know what it is. Metabolism is probably slowing down and me sitting down and alcohol also makes me gain weight too. I mean, I was looking at myself and everybody was comparing their 21-year-old self to now. And I feel like I've just gained a lot of weight. And <laughs> as I'm flexing right here, um, gained a lot of weight, which is also putting more impact on my knees, which sucks. And so I'm trying to have just a better relationship with my body and with 
food and understanding that my body's changing and how to love my body a little bit more. Cause when I was working out, working out back then was completely different than working out now. And I feel like I have to change it. So that's another thing that came up just being 29 years old. Uh, and then the other, the, the final thing that I would love to, Oh, actually before that, There's three things I just, I, I guess I just randomly want to bring up and say and just shout it out to the world. Uh, Clay Thompson right now, he's part of the Golden State Warriors. He's going through this slump. I'd say like he's one of the star players on, on the Warriors. Uh, he tore his ACL, came back, tore his Achilles. Now he's playing, but he's starting to see just the quality of his play just go down and he's getting into his head. That's how I feel just a little bit uh, where I'm not performing at my best and I want to be able to get at my best, uh, but I'm now just trying to reframe that just a little bit. So there is, um, yeah, yeah, there's, there's that. Also, Steph Curry's still greatest basketball player of all time. Love Steph. Uh, huge, huge, huge fan. Just his consistency. I, I, you know what? Consistency is just really what I've been thinking about a ton is just like Steph. Steph can be like extremely consistent. And then there's the, there's the, there's, the, there's, the, there's the other rapper, Harry Mack that I've been following for quite some time. Now he's been rap freestyle rapping for like 20 years. And you can tell he's just like really honed in on his skills just because he's been consistent in how he's been, um, you know, just rapping and, and freestyling to be able to think off the, off the top of his head. So I really like that as well. Consistency. And then the last thing, and and <laughs> this is this last thing is so dumb because it's so recent, and I just wish I knew it earlier. And I, you know, and it's it's not even a good ending to whatever this twenty nine year old birthday is. I don't even, you know, this is this is your present, uh, and this was the what I'm going to say was my present given from Nancy. And it has changed my life. And I've only had it for a week. But if you ever have the chance to have a Ninja Creamy Deluxe, a Ninja Creamy Deluxe, it is an ice cream maker of some sort, right? or ice cream blender of some sort. There is, it is the most incredible piece of equipment I've ever had, kitchen equipment I've ever had, aside from the Breville Barista Touch I love those two, but the the Ninja Creamy is just one of those things that I've just been in absolute love with. I follow this guy, Flexible Dieting Lifestyle on Instagram. I think that's his name, but he makes these low-calorie, high-protein ice creams, <laughs> ice creams, uh, and it's like a whole pint is anywhere between like 300 to 400 calories, and it's like 40 grams of protein or something like that. And it is, it tastes just like ice cream. It actually, it absolutely blows my mind. And so that low calorie option where you sort of just trick your mind into thinking that you are full because it just, because the food's dense. Yeah. I'm on that. I'm on that mode, but anyways, I think I'm just going to stop the, stop the podcast here. I'm going to go celebrate my 29th, is this a podcast? Yeah, maybe I'll just post it on the podcast platform instead of just a YouTube video.
yeah, you know what? I'll just post it on all platforms. No editing, raw footage. I'm not even going to put the intro or the outro. This is just me sharing my raw, vulnerable thoughts about turning 29. So if you're 29, if you're 30, approaching the same and having similar feelings or have similar I uh, similar feelings going through similar situations we'd love to chat and love to love to talk because you know I feel like we just got to band together oh this is also something that everyone's been or I feel like now my mind is just going in a lot of different ways nope actually I just lost it. It's what time is it right now? It's 12 a.m. right now. I think I gotta, I think I gotta go to bed. I think I gotta go to bed. Hey, actually, you know what? If you like if you like this really raw, if you like this raw format of this type of content, I'd be happy to share, I don't know, maybe once a month of what some of the things that I've been working on, some of the things that I've been learning, some of the uh life lessons that I have had and also maybe some of even this the places that I've traveled and what I've enjoyed. Oh, that's also something. Oh, okay. All right. Traveling. Traveling here. Traveling a lot is tough. Everyone talks about how you want to travel and have a job that travels, but after traveling for quite some time, especially for work, I do have to say it, it can get exhausting. And and this is something that I have learned is that, you know, at least in, in the States, aside from a couple cities, it almost seems like every city is is the same. Every city has its own Chick-fil-A, Chipotle, it has its own bars that same that that play the same music. And, and I've realized that traveling really doesn't mean like there's no place that I love more or, or enough. If my family is not there, if my loved ones are not there, it just doesn't make, doesn't make enough of an impact to me. I mean, even, even, I mean, granted, I I'm grateful that I've traveled around and met all these great people. And I'm about to go on another traveling spree here pretty soon. Uh, I love meeting the people there, but also at the same time, it does take a toll on you because you go around and you meet people and then you just go to the hotel and then you just repeat. And it, it's, a, it's a lonely process that I don't think enough people talk about. Because even when you go onto the plane, like for me, I don't really travel with coworkers. I don't have too many coworkers. And so a lot of it is just meeting you know, or seeing some familiar faces that we've connected with on the past beforehand or meeting them for the first time. And you just go on the plane and you've seen all the, well, I, I don't really watch all the shows there, but I mean, it's the same shows that are there all the time. Now you kind of just get an idea of what you're going to be looking for. Um, yeah, it's, it's not as cool as it can be. And so I, I, I understand why people can get exhausted. And I think that's also what's adding pressure to this as well as I know that I can't travel as much when we do have kids. It's going to be a lot more difficult. And, you know, I, I really just want to be able to spend time with my kids, future wife. Shout out Nancy, putting that into the into the into the atmosphere here. Um and and not have to worry about 
just trying to make it work. Yeah, there's this balance of like trying to sacrifice what you're going for and then also making sure that you're present and, and enjoying your youth. Uh, there's a, there's that old adage, maybe it's not old, but your sacrifices are, you either make the sacrifice or your sacrifices are made for you. You just get to choose when you receive it. Is that the line? Yeah, I think that's it. But yeah, I, at the end of the day, I don't know, but I'm making my sacrifices, hoping that things will get better in the future. So this is 29. Happy birthday to me. Thank you for listening. I'm excited for you to follow along with my journey. There's a lot of things that are going to be happening. You know what? Actually, I've just been talking about what has been happening in the past. Oh, I guess I have been talking about what I've been working on and currently working on. I'm just going to lean into content and podcasting. That's really what my focus is. Nothing else. That's what I want to be consistent in. Content creation. Ta-da. Now, happy birthday to me. Enjoy my birthday on this Friday. <laughs> Tell me how you're enjoying my, my birthday. <laughs> Signing off. I'll, I'll see you guys next time. All right, if only I can find the, oh, here you go.